Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Today, I am debunking even more myths about menopause, and I am debunking them once and for all because many of them are extremely disempowering and disruptive to women living their best life. Last Friday, I covered the first four myths that I know we as a society need to let go of and finally release. And those myths, in case you were wondering, in no particular order were, myth number one, menopause means you are officially old. It is the end of your vitality, your beauty, your sexuality, and passion. Myth number two, weight gain is inevitable. Myth number three, you must be on hormone replacement therapy to manage menopause and menopause symptoms. And myth number four, that hormonal birth control is the solution to your perimenopausal and menopausal symptoms. Now, if you want to go back and check out this first episode that I dedicated to debunking menopause myths, you will find it last Friday on episode 233. And it's absolutely worth listening to because I get into the nitty gritty and the cutting edge science. Now, today I'm going to take you on a new journey to tackle a new set of myths that have been prevalent for far too long and create a lot of confusion for women navigating their late 40s and 50s, really that transition into menopause and beyond. But before I dive into this next set of myths today, I want to address one of the biggest issues that is affecting most women that I talk to every single day, and that is needing more energy. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm always looking for effective and easy ways to boost my energy levels and to give myself a little bit more antioxidants. And I want to quickly share something with you that I have been using for my energy levels for the past several months. See, I'm always looking for more effective and easy ways to boost my antioxidant levels and to get added energy. Recently, I added Organifi's green juice to my morning routine and whoa, what a game changer. Their organic green juice is made with 11 superfoods and designed to boost energy levels and naturally detoxify the body, which you know I love. Now, this is the first thing that I'm doing every morning with 16 ounces of water, and it literally takes 30 seconds to make, and then I sip on it before breakfast. My body has been feeling extra hydrated, and I know that my gut and liver are primed for the day. Now, since I've been drinking this green juice, I have noticed that I am more focused and productive all day long, not just in the morning, and I'm not experiencing energy slumps around 4 or 5 o'clock. Plus, I love how easy it is to travel with on the go. And because I'm loving this, Organifi has given me an awesome promo code to use and share with you so that you can add it to your morning routine for more added energy and cellular support. So if you are ready for easy, effective energy, like starting right now in the morning, just go and use the promo code Dr. Marisa, that's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A, and you'll get 15% off your entire order at Organifi.com slash Dr. Marisa. Now to make it simple, I will have the link to Organifi.com slash Dr. Marisa in the show notes for this episode, which is episode 235. I can't wait for you to experience all the energy that I have been loving these last couple of months. Now, let's jump on in. 
Probably one of the biggest myths I heard my entire life, and I have a feeling that you have heard it too, is the myth that menopause will hit you like a Mack truck. So menopause doesn't happen like it does on TV, right? A lot of things don't happen like they do on TV. You don't just wake up one day covered in sweat, gasping and sobbing into your comforter. You don't wake up just in that downward spiral of emotional instability where people are looking at you with that sideways glance and rolling their eyes. It just doesn't happen. Menopause is a journey along the road of life, and it is an extensive journey. It can take many years to get there. And it begins with perimenopause, a slow, gradual period of transition that unfolds over several years, even a decade. So even before you get to menopause, just a heads up, you're probably gonna experience some of those roller coaster symptoms that people assume is just for menopause. And I cover this in a lot of other episodes here on the show. Now, what defines menopause is that you don't have a period for 365 days. That is when you walk into menopause. And basically you're there until you die. That's the deal, right? So we're in menopause, whether you start at menopause at 52 or 53 or whatever it may be, maybe you start a little sooner. That's really that defining moment. And all menopause really is, is that you don't have a period anymore. That's really what it comes down to. Now, for most women in the Western world, symptoms of this transition, such as irregular periods, hot flashes, night sweats, moodiness, fatigue, insomnia, weight gain, low libido, can really appear around our mid to late 40s. Now you might not have all these symptoms and they may not even hit you all at once. They may not even happen at all. A more likely scenario is that you start to have, you know, you start to notice your periods are inconsistent. Maybe your sleep is getting a little less erratic. Maybe your energy is dipping a little bit and you just start to notice that things are shifting inside of your body. And you may even be wondering like, what is going on? Just note that that's really our ovaries way, our reproductive system's way of kind of just slowly shutting down. And what we've learned is that a lot of this is driven by lifestyle. Some people absolutely saunter into menopause without any concerns whatsoever. So I just wanted to just paint the picture. Now, perimenopause, as I mentioned earlier, can last anywhere from five years to maybe 10 years, even potentially longer, depending on what the situation is. And the average age of menopause, or when we kind of enter into menopause, is usually around 51 or 52 years old, but every single woman is unique, and it just really depends on what is going on with you. You are influenced by your genetics, your health history, and your lifestyle. So if you are hoping to enter menopause at lightning speed, I don't mean to disappoint you. It's gonna take a moment to get there, but also this is such a great opportunity, kind of like an awakening into this new phase of your life, especially into your 40s, where you really can prepare for it. You can start to make massive shifts, whether it's lifestyle shifts, supplemental shifts, nutritional shifts. I mean, there's so many things that we can do to make that time filled with so much ease and grace and really to be able to recoup some of that energy we are leveraging right now in our reproductive system. So I just wanted to paint a different picture and let you know that it doesn't hit us like a Mack truck. It is a gradual process and really we can dictate what that looks like depending on how we are operating in our day-to-day life. All right, myth number two for today. You're supposed to feel like hell during perimenopause and menopause. So I just wanna just clear the air right now. 
No, you're not. Why would that be? Why would it be that we were meant to feel super crappy during this transition? Now, I get that some people absolutely do. Maybe even you have or you are feeling that way right now. But what I want to do is paint the picture of what is so possible for each and every one of us, as long as we are taking care of our bodies and nourishing our bodies and really focusing on that self-care. I have found that self-care is the defining thing that can literally shift whether you struggle through perimenopause into menopause or you saunter into menopause, because I've seen it over and over and over again. It's really about your lifestyle habits, and these are foundational. So some women, like I said before, they're gonna breeze through without any real discomfort, but if you're struggling with some major root causes and your liver and your gut and you've got stress that's going on, you're gonna find yourself having potentially some of the symptoms that happen with menopause, especially if you're dealing with insulin resistance. That's one of the topics I've been loving to cover recently, and I know that I'm gonna be covering that in the next episode with Dr. Casey means as we talk about metabolic dysfunction and what are some of the core drivers for that. And I will tell you what, if you wanted to look at some of the biggest core root factors for why menopause can be such a crazy roller coaster, It's because we're dealing with metabolic issues like insulin resistance and we're dealing with thyroid issues or stress issues. Like all of those are playing a role and they all connect to one another. Now the good news is, is that we have a ton of control over our hormones and how they transition during this phase of our lives than we've been led to believe. Goodness knows we've been told that you need to take the pill for every ill. I call that the shut up pill, right? They hand you something to shut you up. And that is just not how our bodies operate. That's definitely not going to get us the results that we want. So when it comes to proper lifestyle, I know that we talk about it so, so much. And I'm going to be breaking it all down in my upcoming book, The Essential Oils Menopause Solution. But again, it's about nutrition. It's about moving our bodies. It's about that self-care. It's about supplementation. It's really about those core facets that when we dial them in, good sleep hygiene, all these things are going to make a massive difference in how we function even years prior to when we get there and then the many years after we saunter into menopause. The other real element that I want to just quickly address is cultural stereotypes because culture plays a role in how we experience menopause and the negative messages ingrained in our brains, leaving us to anticipate the worst. What I've learned is so many women are scared of menopause because it's been painted as this really scary, awful experience. The more we continuously feed the lies that happen around the change by society through media, Madison Avenue, definitely Big Farmer, and our medical institution, the more that we're going to continue to perpetuate and believe these things. It just breeds familiarity. And it's a marketing technique, right? One of the biggest things, one of my biggest concerns is that lots of these people are marketing to us so that we buy the pills, we go on the hormone replacement, we buy all the creams and the anti-aging strategies, all those things to keep us younger, more youthful, to keep us away from this beautiful transition into so much wisdom and grace in our life. So just consider what you think about when you think about menopause. Is there anything glamorous or respected about it? Probably not. Maybe you're imagining 
gray hair, crow's feet, decreased libido, mood swings, menstrual changes, right? I don't really know. But I know that we've got to be shifting the way that we think about it, how we envision it, what we think of ourselves as we walk into it, especially if we're in it right now. Because women who have a more negative attitude towards menopause report having more menopausal symptoms. One study found that women who hold negative beliefs about hot flashes will report more intense hot flashes. And negative cultural stereotypes destroy our self-worth and make us feel worse, not only mentally, but also physically. Now, what's so intriguing about all of this is that other cultures have a much different view of menopause. And these differing views reflect in the symptoms that a lot of women may or may not report about how they describe their personal experience during this stage of life. A recent study conducted with postmenopausal women ages 55 to 65 living in the United Kingdom, United States, Canada, Sweden, Denmark, Finland, Norway, France, and Italy found that symptoms varied by country. Guess where those women with the most symptoms and were perceived the worst to be expected experiences lived? This was in the UK, the US, and Canada. These other countries like Sweden and Denmark, Finland, Norway, women just didn't have significant symptoms because they had a far less perception of the negative experience that they were going to have. That's really what the study comes down to. And there are so many other studies that show that when we put a stereotype, a cultural stereotype on something and make it feel really negative, that a lot of times it's going to just feel more negative to us, right? Like you're kind of like setting yourself up for failure because of all of those stereotypes that are just kind of landing on your shoulders. So it's super important to cultivate a positive mindset around menopause because it can reduce your symptoms. And that's really about worthiness, like your worthiness around you deserving health, you deserving vitality and energy and just to live your best life. I think the more that we can embrace that, the more that we'll find that we step into this next chapter of our lives with strength and sensuality, power and joy. So that is myth number two which is you're supposed to feel like hell during perimenopause and menopause. Clearly, that is not true, and I'm super excited to debunk that really negative and definitely not serving myth for each and every one of us. Myth number three, women should take hormones after menopause. So one of the big myths that I debunked in the last episode is that women need hormone replacement therapy to manage menopause and menopausal symptoms. But there is this pervasive, inconsistent, what I consider to be more like a lie about women needing hormone therapy well after menopause. And the research has demonstrated time and time again that especially when it comes to synthetic hormones like Premarin and progestins, that they actually cause major negative repercussions and side effects when we take them several years after being in menopause. So I do get worried when I hear from women who are past menopause or deep into menopause by 5, 10, 15 years and are still on hormone therapy. Hormone replacement therapy is specifically intended and ideally I want people on natural hormones like estradiol and natural progesterone. And again, these are short-term ways of alleviating menopausal symptoms, especially hot flashes, night sweats, and vaginal dryness. 
As I'm sure you've realized by now, I do not consider hormone replacement therapy to be a good first-line treatment option as there are many natural approaches available to relieve symptoms while getting to the root cause, right? Slathering a patch or a cream on ourselves isn't actually addressing the core root issue. It's just potentially alleviating some minor symptomology. But if you've exhausted all the options and decide to go the hormone route, again, make sure that you're using natural hormones like estradiol and natural progesterone, which you can get your hands on very, very easily. Now, most of the symptoms such as hot flashes significantly lessen or go away completely within your first couple of months or years after menopause. Now, if you started hormone replacement therapy and perimenopause, and you suspected you entered menopause, and I talk a lot about this when it comes to birth control pills. One of the things, and I, this is what I talked about in the last episode, is that birth control pills, which a lot of doctors put women on to reduce their heavy periods, which is driven by estrogen dominance in perimenopause, they just ultimately just keep them on it. The thing about birth control pills is that they are a higher concentration than synthetic hormone replacements. They definitely lead to more potential side effects down the road. And if you continue taking birth control pills well into menopause and then try to come off them quickly, one of the things a lot of people don't know is that estrogen, especially synthetic estrogen, can be very addictive. So you come off of those birth control pills, let's say 55, not knowing that you went through menopause, those symptoms are gonna hit you like a Mack truck and you are gonna be desperate to get back on it. So just note that if for some reason you've slid through the cracks and your doctor has not been paying attention to you and you're still on birth control well into your 50s, one, oh my goodness, but it's time to get you off of those and to wean you off of them gently so that you don't find yourself having a lot of disruptive symptoms, which is really caused by post-birth control syndrome, not necessarily menopause. You may not have had those at all, but the birth control causes a lot of nasty symptoms. It's meant for reducing or stopping conception, right, and ovulation. That's the goal of birth control pills, not to keep you from moving through menopause. So I just wanted to just paint that picture. Now, the other thing I wanted to just mention, because I am always concerned with women who are on menopause, you know, in their late 50s, even into their 60s, that it's not recommended outside of what we call the five-year estrogen window. So always the recommendation is you're using natural hormones, hormones that your body recognizes that bind to the receptor during perimenopause into menopause, and then maybe using them for up to five years. We do not recommend that you are in menopause for several years and then you get on hormones. Even bioidentical hormones may not be that helpful after that transitional period. And you may not even get the results that you're looking for. And I know that this is often not discussed with your healthcare provider, and I can't even necessarily speak to the fact that they know this for sure themselves. But it's just something to consider when it comes to having that temporary symptom relief. Now, when it comes to long-term, 
long-term symptom relief, we're talking about reducing inflammation. That's the big linchpin here when it comes to some of our symptomology. And I'll tell you what, hormone replacement therapy does not address inflammation, not a significant way. So again, if you're still on hormone replacement therapy and you're well into your 50s, maybe even your 60s, please go and talk to your practitioner. And if they're not paying attention or they don't think it's an issue, I would definitely get a second opinion. For the last myth today, myth number four, is that there is no hope for my symptoms once I am in postmenopausal. Call it postmenopausal or call it menopausal. You know, basically after your period stops, you're basically in menopause, but some people like to call it postmenopause. It's totally up to you. But I want you to know that there is more than hope. There are actual solutions. But let me tell you that I hear and I see you and I understand that you're having struggles. So many women have come to me distraught about their postmenopausal issues. They're feeling ignored, overlooked, and desperate for help for very real symptoms. And what I love is that, again, we still have a lot of power. It's through those lifestyle changes that I was talking about. So often for us as women, we're dealing with those nutrient gaps. We're dealing with deficiencies like magnesium, B vitamins, vitamin D, iron, even zinc, it just really depends on what it is that's going on with your body. Or we just have a lot of inflammation or there's metabolic dysfunction. And if we can start to address those root causes, then we can really begin to shift over those symptoms and alleviate those symptoms once and for all. And that's a lot of what my upcoming book is all about, is really laying the groundwork for how do we address these symptoms head on naturally not through a pill for every L or those shut up pills that I was talking about because goodness knows, I know that I don't want to be on a ton of medication in my 50s and 60s. I know that you don't want to be on a ton of medications in your 50s and 60s either. I know we want a different path. I know we want another way. And although that other way takes a little bit more work, it is so worth it because of that longevity and really you just being able to live your best life for as long as you like. You know, I think that even though we're living longer, more importantly, it's important that we're living healthier, that we're setting our bodies up for success so that we can continue to do the things that we want to do in our 70s and our 80s and feel really good about doing those. So even after your period vanishes, again, you may be experiencing a little bit of those pesty symptoms, hot flashes, vaginal dryness, stubborn weight gain, sleep issues, and really, I know that they can plague you from day to day if you don't have that strong foundation. If this is you, I don't want you to feel super desperate for symptom relief because there are ways that we can address those lifestyle changes. And that's really what I wanted to speak into today. You know, it's not super, super difficult to start to figure out some of those levers that can really make a major shift in what is going on in our bodies. And I talk about it all the time here on the podcast, right? Loving our gut, loving our liver, getting our metabolism back on track by managing our glucose levels, creating that self-care and really believing that you are worthy of healing. Because when we start to shift, like flip the switch on what we believe to be true for ourselves, we are just open to more possibilities. So one of the biggest needle movers, as I've mentioned earlier, is going to be for women to fill in those nutrient gaps with healing foods and critical supplementation. As we get older, we just leverage a lot more of it. We tend to get more deficient in what we need, especially what our cells need and our mitochondria needs. 
Now, since the book is not going to be out for a little while, with all of those solutions and the 21-day hormone makeover plan, all the things that I've put into this book that make it my best book to date, although it won't be out for several more months, spring of 2021, I do want to set you up for success today with my top hormone supplement guide that covers the most effective nutrients and herbs to address issues like low energy, sleep issues, hot flashes, vaginal dryness, and metabolic dysfunction, and so much more. I will have this amazing bonus resource guide in the show notes for you today so that you can have your hands on it whenever you need it. All you got to do is go to the show notes for episode 235 or... Right now, just get into your phone and type in drmarisa.com, D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A.com slash supplements. It's as easy as that. And just put your name and email in and bam, it is in your inbox in a matter of seconds. Now, I want to say thank you so much for listening into the Essentially You podcast. I know that there's a lot of other myths surrounding menopause, but I have found these to be some of the biggest offenders that I wanted to address here and now because so often we are just being misled on this path when it comes to how we get to live our lives. And I don't know about you, but I don't want anyone else defining how I get to live my life and how I get to feel every single day. And that's exactly why I wanted to cover some of these myths because it's time for us to dispel them. It's time for us to shut them out and for us as a collective to move society into a different direction culturally where we start to embrace the wisdom, embrace the changes, and embrace this new beginning each and every one of us gets to have. And I love that. There's a big difference between have to have and gets to have. And I am all about the gets to have train. Now, in the next episode, because I talked a little bit about metabolic dysfunction today, I am inviting Dr. Casey Means, who is an incredible practitioner, and left practice because she realized that a lot of what she was doing wasn't serving her patients. I wish we had a lot more doctors doing that. And she decided to dive into what's going on with those root causes. And today, after looking at everything, metabolic dysfunction is the number one thing on her mind. So we're gonna be addressing the truth about metabolic dysfunction and how to address it head on. And that'll be in the next episode. I promise you, you're not gonna wanna miss this episode. It just really begins to paint the picture of what's going on in our bodies and how we can reverse some of the biggest metabolic challenges that 90% of our adult population is dealing with here in the United States. Until then, I hope you grab your bonus today and I hope that you're having a wonderful week so far.